0: Welcome to the Sikh Messenger podcast series brought to you by the Network of Sikh Organisations. Over the next few weeks, we will be interviewing people who are engaged in addressing the issue of hate crime, be it from a policing or public policy perspective, or hearing from victims themselves. Our focus is on the implications for British Sikhs, but we will also be looking at the wider problem in general. This initiative is brought to you as part of the Catch Together Against Hate project. Which is being facilitated by Gallup and has been funded by the Mayor's Office for Policing and Crime. Your hosts for the series are Devlin, Hrabaksh and Hadeep.
1: We're very pleased to have Billy Boyd with us today from Gallup. Um, Billy is a hate crime um, support worker um, and has been with the uh, organisation helping clients for nearly three years Um, and in a previous incarnation uh, was working in Tower Hamlets as a serious and violent crime caseworker you know we know Billy is someone that's always felt very um, passionate about um, helping victims of hate crime and supporting them through the impact it has on their lives um, so welcome to our podcast the Seek Messenger podcast Billy well look we, we just wanted to start off um, ask you a bit more about your work in general and if you could tell us um, a bit more about the charity um, obviously you know Gallup is synonymous with lgbt rights but we'd like to know a bit more about the key strands of your work especially the work that you're involved in around sort of hate crime casework service um and how you support um sort of the client base um and the yeah. things, that, things that you do
2: cool so brief super overview of Gallup. we've set up donkeys again i'm not sure the exact year but i think it was around maybe the 70s the 80s um as an organisation uh, by a group of lawyers who were supporting um, gay men who were being unfairly targeted by uh, the police. And over the years, um, we've become, we've listened to the community and we've become uh, a lot more victim focused. And after hearing the needs of, of, of what LGBT people um, wanted, we've, we're now um, uh, fundamentally supporting uh, LGBT victims of, of violence. So the, the areas of work that we, we have, are the hate crime service, the domestic violence service, and the sexual violence service. Um, We also do a lot of kind of policy and research um, alongside that as well. Um, But in terms of kind of the hate crime work and the the type of work we do, it's it's very, it's super broad, and we like to kind of keep it that way because any time that someone enters our service, you never know how they're gonna present or the issues that they're gonna have. So it's a bit unfair for us to kind of like box ourselves in. but fundamentally, it's about people, uh, making people aware of their rights and entitlements, uh, offering them an emotional su- uh, emotional support, and just being that kind of helping hand um, uh, along the way in, in whatever part of the criminal justice process they're in. Or even if they've decided to not go down the criminal justice side, they haven't. if They want to uh, maybe report something anonymously, or just just kind of make us aware. Or they just need s- support around something, um, and we'll stick with people before, during, and after. Um, that process
1: well i mean it sounds sounds to me that i mean you know with with your background as well it sounds like you know you you've kind of got this compassion for people um you know it's kind of one of the sort of driving forces that makes you kind of get out of bed in the morning you know you kind of want to help people would you say your sort of life journey up until this point i mean we've obviously mentioned your previous role in tower hamlets and again it's you know along a similar sort of um, thread but would you say your whole life journey has kind of led you to this point um that you've always had this kind of um I I guess desire to help others or has it been um some sort of incidents or events in your life that have led you to where you are today so it sounds very philosophical but I'm trying to to kind (laughs) of understand (laughs) trying to understand your motivations as a as a person um no I
2: think I think it's kind of been a bit of both um I've I come from a big, big family. My, my, my grandma had 15 children. uh, Yeah. Irish Catholic, old school. Um, (laughs) But And as kind of the youngest of that brood, I've always kind of bottom of the pecking line. So I was always helping out with the kind of other people. So that's probably ingrained in me at a young age. (laughs) Um, (laughs) growing up, like, I don't know, I've I've always um, liked people. Um, and I, I enjoy meeting people and this job, Allows me to do that, but in terms of kind of um, more professionally speaking, I, I almost kind of fell into it.
1: Okay.
2: Um, I did work at university, um, volunteering, and um, graduated university, and then ended up in a in a, in a victim supporting role. Realised how much I loved it, and then I saw this um, this 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 opportunity at Gallup. And as an LGBT person, um, you're you're unfortunately kind of fed this this trope that you know you when you uh, coming out or going through uh, being LGBT, you're going to experience hate crime and it's kind of like passage of fire, um, which shouldn't be the case. Um, but. I have experienced elements of hate crime and I mean, friends and loved ones have too. And um, I, I realised I was in this unique position of someone who has a background of supporting victims of, of crime yeah. and a uh, unique experience of being LGBT. Um, and that's what kind of brought me into this work.
1: Well, that I mean, it's, I mean, I'm very sorry to hear that you've kind of been a victim of um, hate crime yourself. and um, And I guess, you know, that experience would be something that would help you empathize much more with sort of the victims Mm. that you're helping um, through the, through the service. Um, I I, I guess, you know, coming from that question, uh, is is there something in the work that you've done in the last three years, which stands out as to be one of the most proud moments? I mean, it could be, for example, a a conviction of somebody that you've supported, (laughs) or it might might be something a bit more trivial that it might be somebody that send you a text message and say, look, (laughs) Billy you've been great and you've really helped me get through this period is there something that sort of stands out for you as something that you'd say that you know that that will definitely go in my brag file
2: <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have a brag file any nice thing <laughs> we keep the word, no, my, um, no well it's as, as wishy-washy as it sounds any <laughs> any um kind of just working with it with people the, and just being with them and seeing how empowered they become is, is just the most rewarding. There's no kind of like really, I mean, I can always say, yeah, a client got me a box of chocolates. ah," But no, (laughs) it's, 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 it's just working with people because sometimes I've got people that I'll I'll, I'll work with for just like one off, like on the phone. And then I've got people who I'll be working with for like a year and it doesn't matter what kind of time period that is just seeing them from point A to point B and, uh, seeing them come come out of this and with a massive smile on their face because people start off in some of the the worst situations and by the end of it they're ready to take on the world and that's
0: that's the most rewarding so that's what i'm what i'd say
1: well i Um, mean that that's lovely to hear sorry
0: I, i was just gonna jump in and quickly ask for those listeners who perhaps don't quite know what we mean when we say hate crime could you just give like a brief description of um what we're talking about
2: yeah 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 so um there's loads of different definitions and it's a bit kind of a, a hard to pick one, but mm. if I was the way I kind of describe it to clients is, um, hate crime is some, it's, it's deeply personal. It's someone who has, uh, taking time out of their day to commit a crime because of how they've perceived your identity to be. Uh, and that perception is really, really key. Um, because you, you know, someone might, um, think that, um, uh, I have a disability and, and, um, and decide to, to, to commit a crime against me because of that. I don't have a disability, but they perceive me to be as such. Likewise with LGBT, someone may present, present, perceive to be LGBT and, and go ahead and, and commit a crime. Um, but it's, it's unlike any other crime out there. It's not like having um, uh, your bag stolen by an opportunistic thief. Mm-hmm. Um because it is is this person with this malicious intent who is who is who is zoned in on that and um is 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 so infuriated by this idea of you your existence that they will um yeah. take take harm
0: yeah, and when you're working and helping these people, mm-hmm. what do you tend to see as the most kind of common forms of hate crime um that you help with
2: yeah so with LGBT hate crime, it's any and all. Um, yeah, we there is, yeah, you know, we we do see common themes um, between like neighbourhood neighbourhood issues. Someone realises that their neighbour, um, you know, might might be LGBT, and then and then that just completely does a 180 on 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 their interactions with that person but also we get you know we 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 have like one-off things of of people walking down the street and the the important thing as well to kind of note with hate crime that some people don't realize it is it and I I kind of it's my fault for kind of making it as such but it doesn't need to be on that more extreme end of violence it can be more on the on the lower scale of just someone shouting it at you uh, down the street and that kind of verbal abuse um so we do get all forms of it
1: well I was, I was really kind of um, touched by what you said earlier around empowering people and I think mm-hmm. that's you know something you know certainly our group needs to learn from from Gallup in in terms of you know w- what we're trying to take away from this project and how we essentially like to empower the Sikh community who generally tend to be a community that don't complain so even if mm-hmm. they have suffered immensely um, ever since nine eleven. Um, with people shouting Bin Laden at them or Taliban or ISIS or whatever. Um, they're not a community um, who um, speak loudly about it. They often kind of, there's a concept within, I guess, Sikhism that um, kind of promotes living in high spirits. So, jardi so even if you're being persecuted, then, you know, it's, it's part of life and you've got to kind of embrace it and kind of live confidently. So I think that point really kind of resonated with me because we certainly need to empower members of our community who, who are sort of suffering in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I, if I may, um, Billy, I just want to ask you um, a bit about um, one of the reports that um, you've recently Please. published. Um, so uh, according to uh, the report on online hate faced by LGBT communities published by Gallup, eight in ten LGBT um, people have suffered online abuse and amongst those targeted, five in ten have experienced online hate more than 20 times. Um, one in five had experienced more than 100 incidents. I mean, th- these are pretty worrying figures and no doubt a, call, a cause of a lot of angst um, amongst sort of the LGBT community. Um, if I may ask you, what, what are the key recommendations from your report? Um, and are you working with social media companies and um, the law enforcement agencies, for example, the police, to kind of help ameliorate um, these um, this volume of online hate?
2: In terms of kind of so, social media and law enforcement, we do work um, incredibly cu- closely with both. Um, with with social media, we you know we, we we meet them almost monthly, all different platforms, to kind of guide them around their different policies to um, um, help them yeah be more kind of compliant. Um, and we also are part of kind of the monitoring, uh, monitoring reports that get kind of sent out every six months, just where so we can have a look about how many times hate certain uh, hate was recorded and actions that were taken. And um, we also, um, uh as an organization have trusted flagger status with certain um social media platforms which means that if we were if a client comes to us and says oh on so and so this is this has happened and someone said this and it, i it, this is homophobic or transphobic or, or whatever they can come to us and, and we because we have this because we have this status uh when we report it it's it, it's it's taken it, we can help them take that down but yeah also in terms of kind of like law enforcement and um things like that we we do have a lot of clients reporting um, uh, online online hate to us, and we can kind of give be that kind of middleman between any kind of form of, of law enforcement, so the police, um, we, whether they want this reported anonymous anonymously or, or to kind of uh, help follow through. Likewise, as well, we work quite closely with the Law Commission as well about guidance with um, with, with with hate. So we do we do we do a fair amount. Um, but in terms of recommendations um, <clears throat> that we've made with this report, uh, well. I'll read the couple out to you but also it's it you can access it on our, our website um, gallup.org.uk um, um, okay. and you'll see all, the, all of our reports there with the recommendations but what we've kind of said in our report is that first and foremost we want uh, increased guidance on where and how victims can report online hate content people kind of think oh you know i was on facebook and someone said anything ah it's just online i don't really need to report that and they don't really understand how or, or, or what that could mean um we also need a review of existing legislation and its uh, effectiveness in comp- uh, combating online hate crime and that again comes back to the fact that the internet' has just kind of shot off uh, and it feels like all these statutory agencies are all kind of playing catch up to to try and uh, uh, keep keep a lid on it. Um, we need an increase in special support and services for people uh, impacted by online uh, anti LGBT abuse. Uh, we need a fast and improved police response to investigating online anti-LGBT hate speech and crime. And uh, the last two are that we need a proactive response from social media companies to combat online uh, anti-LGBT hate speech and crime. And uh, most importantly as well, we need regulation that values free speech, uh, but also ensuring the removal of unacceptable hate speech. And that's kind of a fine line that does need to, to be drawn in the sand.
0: Yeah, that last point especially really is important.
1: Absolutely, and it and it sounds like um you know you're you're working at this from a number of different sort of levels you know around sort of um sort of reviewing sort of legislation to kind of working on sort of uh, a kind of a speedier or um, more appropriate police response if you like to online. Um, abuse, um, but I think I think the point that you make um, about free speech is, is very important because obviously um, you know p- people are entitled to have opinions, how, however abhorrent or disgraceful they may be. Um, but there again, it's a, there's a fine line between expressing an opinion and then inciting hatred the towards patriots, a, uh, yeah. a protected group, and I think that would be sort of the legislation that would one of the sets of legislation that. People would refer to would be the Public Order Act and the yeah. um, the, the, the clause for freedom of expression um, under under that legislation.
0: I was just going to say that those the recommendations that were made in your report, um, all of them were really valid points, and I think they're also points that other communities can take and actually apply to their own community and say, look, we've also experienced these kind of sad events let's try and help in these ways. So yeah, your points are really good. Um, We've really enjoyed being a part of um, the Catch campaign so far. Um, For those listening who don't maybe know what the Catch group is, um, it's a group of charities that works end hate crime mainly in London. Um, They're there to give specialist advice and to help people targeted with violence, abuse, or harassment because of their race, religion, disability, sexuality, or gender identity. Yeah. so from a personal perspective it's been amazing learning how to develop a campaign um, just learning more about hate crime in an ideal scenario what does a good outcome look like for you when this project does end
2: um, a good well a good outcome for us is 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 people taking what they need from it and being able to develop their own tools and resources um, the whole point is is to empower our, our, our communities this that, that is it and it seems like that's that's happening so
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how much you know about the Sikh community specifically, but what do you think that we can learn from Gallup's expertise in this area? Two very different communities, but I think there are a lot of overlaps in terms of the discrimination yeah. that's faced.
2: I think, yeah, there's definitely, there is definitely some overlaps as is um, across yeah other communities however I, I think it'd be wrong for me to kind of say this is what um, you can learn from us um yes. but the the way that we deal with the lgbt community is going to be completely different from how people deal with other uh, your own communities mm-hmm. and everyone else's um and it's it's so important that um it's uh, any approach you take is community-led um so instead of kind of me sitting here and, and telling you mm-hmm. what's worked for us uh, uh just just kind of doing exactly what you're doing now, Um, listening to people and developing your own unique approaches because that's gonna be the the best tactic.
0: Yeah, completely. And I'm sure that there are many organizations out there who would like to get involved. Um, Do you have any specific plans for this? Um, And also, do you think that the project is gonna run again in the future?
2: At the minute, I absolutely cannot comment comment on it just because of everything that's happened this this year. but you know if we if we could i think we'd, we'd really love to
0: <laughs> yeah i mean i know that we've personally benefited a huge amount um from the campaign and we feel a lot better equipped to help our community um, and help them yeah speak up and kind of report and hopefully reduce the amount of hate crime hate crime that we face yeah. is there anything else that you'd like to add
2: no just thank you for for having me on and um it's been really awesome
0: yeah it's been really <laughs> lovely talking to you thank you so much
1: yeah um, absolutely thank thank, thank yes. you billy um and uh really, really appreciate your time and um look forward to you know um speaking to you again
0: if you would like to find out more about gallup and the work that they do you can visit their website gallup.org.uk where you can also find resources and access to their helplines to find out more about the catch together against hate group visit catch-hatecrime.org.uk